Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You may not always like his opinion, but you can bet he'll have one. Welcome to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Must be some kind of way out of here. Said a joker to the thief. There's too much confusion. When we uh, wrapped up last Sunday, we were wondering what would happen with the uh, court case with Lane Morris and uh, Tabitha Spear, looking to freeze the $10.5 million that uh, Omar Carter received from uh, Justin Trudeau. I have difficulty saying from the Canadian people, from the prime minister. And, of course, we found out very quickly that uh, the assets could not be frozen, and we'll see where this goes. A little later on, at the top of the next hour, in fact, we'll be speaking with Lane Morris, the uh, American Special Forces sergeant who lost his sight with the Cotter grenade. And we'll hear from uh, Lane Morris, his reaction to the fact that the funds for Cotter Uh, are his. They're frozen as far as the Canadian court is concerned. And uh, he'll be joined by Major uh, Mark Campbell, the PPCLI, who lost both legs and suffered uh, additional trauma in a Taliban IED ambush. That's the sort of explosive device that Omar Khadr was constructing in Afghanistan. And Major Campbell is a principal in the Equitas lawsuit. So Khadr gets $10.5 million. The maximum payout for wounded Canadian Armed Forces members for injuries is $360,000. Now, there are some additional funds that you can access, but you have to go through all sorts of layers of bureaucracy to get them. Cotter gets $10.5 million, and a Canadian major who lost his legs, $360,000. Is there anything wrong with that picture? So we'll uh, we'll have Canadian Forces members with... Sergeant Lane Morris from the United States, they'll talk to each other about what's been happening in the last weeks and months. I want to begin, though, with this. Five CSIS employees have launched a $35 million lawsuit against CSIS for being a toxic, homophobic, Islamophobic, racist work environment. And, you know, if you work in an environment like that, you have every right to complain. You have every right to demand a change. You have every right to demand an apology, and perhaps you have every right to demand monetary recompense. But the Prime Minister, the former and current CSIS Directors General, members of Parliament have all spoken out challenging CSIS on the allegations made by the five CSIS members. Media reports detail each complainant's alleged experiences. For Benice Thomas and Gord Bibby and the family of Robert Hall, the Canadian murdered by the ISIS-connected terror group Abu Sayyaf, as we heard, the federal government did nothing at all, nothing, for nine months. He was held hostage. Benice Thomas, Robert Hall's sister, sent an email with questions about her brother's death to Global Affairs Minister Christian Freeland months ago. Not a word of reply. So you have five individuals who allege terrible treatment at CSIS, 
and I'm glad they did. And if it's proven correct, then they deserve at least an apology, and they deserve maybe more. I don't know where the $35 million number came up, but that's what they're apparently suing for. But that, to me, is a three-line story. Legitimate, necessary, appropriate. But it's become a major story based on five complainants. And when two Canadians are abducted, tortured, tortured, murdered, and beheaded by a ISIS-associated Islamic terror group, the government of Canada has nothing to do with the family of at least one of the two victims. I haven't talked to Mr. Ridsdale's family yet. I've talked, of course, as you know, and we're about to again, with Robert Hall's family. And the government doesn't do anything. Nothing. In fact, Denise Thomas told us last weekend that the word from Ottawa was that if you do something, if you say something, if you put something on social media and your brother, your cousin, your family member is murdered, it's on you. Now, I want you to listen, if you would, please, to what Justin Trudeau said after the murder of John Ridsdale. And I want you to listen very closely. Everyone knew the names of the two men who had been abducted and the two men who were threatened with murder and beheading. And everyone knew the name of the man who was initially beheaded. Even the prime minister should have known how to pronounce Ridsdale. Here's what Justin Trudeau said. I am outraged by the news that a Canadian citizen, John Ridsdale, held hostage in the Philippines since September 21st, 2015, has been killed at the hands of his captors. Canada condemns without reservation the brutality of the hostage takers and this unnecessary death. This was an act of cold-blooded murder and responsibility rests squarely with the terrorist group who took him hostage. The Government of Canada is committed to working with the Government of Philippines and international partners to pursue those responsible for this heinous act and bring them to justice. So, what was the name of the of the man, of the Canadian who was abducted and murdered and beheaded? Let's listen. I am outraged by the news that a Canadian citizen, John Reisdell... There you go. He can't even pronounce the name of the man who was murdered. And it's written out for him. Because clearly Mr. Trudeau was reading a script. He can't even pronounce R-I-D-S-D-E-L. I'm not picking on him gratuitously, but there are some things that are just really, really troubling and really disturbing. And what's happened to these families is troubling and disturbing. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk to Bernice Thomas about her brother, about the prime minister, what they have and what they haven't done, and what they said and what they didn't say, and what they should have done and didn't do. Don't go away. Standing up for the little guy for the greater good. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I am outraged by the news that a Canadian citizen, John Reisdell. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'd, I'd rather not talk about any of this. I'd rather be able to say that the government of Canada has treated the victims' families respectfully, appropriately, and can at least pronounce the names of the individuals involved. And I, I'm sorry to have to 
call on Bernice Thomas and uh, usually Gord Bibby, her cousin. Uh, Bernice is the uh, sister of Robert Hall. Uh, Bernice, it's, 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 it's hard to call on you all the time, but, but there are issues that have to be dealt with. And when you told us last weekend that you had contacted the global affairs minister and that she has made no effort to get back to you, that was deeply disturbing. And now we have um, a, a lawsuit that's brought by five people who say they were, mis, uh, they were abused at, at CSIS. And uh, it's the $35 million lawsuit. The prime minister speaks about it. The directors general of CSIS, past and present, speak about it. MPs speak about it. Uh, media cover, cover it, um, you know, in, in tremendous amount of coverage. Your family is forgotten. It would appear so. It would appear so. Or, um, uh, Roy, I just, I, 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 I can't make any sense of it. I don't understand. I mean, I have my theories, but I, I don't understand why they just flatly refuse to, to speak to us. Did the prime minister at any time, at any time, speak to you? Uh, after... Uh, my brother was murdered. He made a obligatory uh, condolence call to us, which was completely scripted and um, seemed disingenuine. And you know, is a duty rather than than out of compassion or caring. It, it you know, so that and that's the only uh, interaction I've had with him. So you had the sense that he was reading what he called. You know, it, for the, for the most part, he it it was a scripted on behalf of the Canadian public, blah blah blah. Um, you know, and then we did have we did converse a bit, but he was very guarded and 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 kept to kept to the party line, I guess you could yeah. say. But they did nothing for you during the nine months that your brother was in captivity of Abu Sayyaf. Well, you know, they they. I don't even know how to explain this. It's such a, a complex and multi-layered story, Roy, but they, they, I guess you could say they feigned help to us, but, you know, in, in my opinion, help would have been attempting a rescue. Right. That's, that's the only help. I mean, I've mentioned before in your show, when one finds themselves in a situation like this, there's really only four outcomes that will resolve it. One is ransom, one is rescue, one is escape, and one is death. And again, our government chose door number four. Of course we don't pay ransom, but they didn't do anything to attempt to rescue. My brother was shackled in a jungle, not a chance to escape. So I, I just, the only help that we really needed was a rescue attempt or some sort of political muscle with the Philippine government. And it doesn't appear in, in you know, two years of looking for, for any kind of information that, that a rescue was even on the table. Yeah. I was just reading uh, um, your, your cousin's, not, not uh, Gord, but I was reading your other cousin's email. Right. Uh, she didn't want me to mention her name, and I won't. Right. Uh, but she wrote, um, for nine months, we were not allowed to say anything to anyone, not even our eight children, because we were told if anything got onto social media, it would be dangerous for Bobby. So we silently prayed and did all we could 
for him quietly. Um, so, and and you, I think you told us that uh, they or, or Gord mentioned that the government essentially said, if you do do something or say something or put something on social media, and it costs your brother his life, then it's on you. Yeah. So, I mean, when this all started, when we sort of didn't know what was going on. Um, we were told by the government and the RCMP, stay off social media, you know, try and, and more than anything, not make my brother look emotionally valuable to Abu Sayyaf. Um, so we understood that what we were trying to do was buy him a little bit of time so the government could figure out an action plan. Right. Well, it's more like one word, inaction plan. Exactly. It was an inaction plan. And and so it didn't take very long to recognize that, you know, nothing nothing was happening. And so, uh, you know, around the time that John was murdered, I started to really say, like, I, I don't understand why we don't go to the media. Why don't we get the Canadian public involved in this? Mm-hmm. And the messages coming back for me were, I mean, nobody actually said to me, it's on you, but, but consistently the message coming back to us was, if, if this gets out, you will be responsible for endangering your brother's life, which is terrifying. So it, it was a very, very effective way to keep us quiet and to keep us from even speaking among our extended family to one another. We were so terrified that somebody might be having a conversation in a Tim, Timmy's over a cup of coffee and somebody would hear it and it would get out there that we weren't even really talking to each other about it. And it, it just, I mean, it, it, um, it, it has so fundamentally uh, damaged and hurt so many members of the family because to, to go through this grief and not be able to share it and find support from loved ones with it and understand that people are working hard and praying hard for my brother is one thing. Um, but, yeah, just to be um, com- completely shut down. That's terrible. It, it's terrible. terrible. But yeah. now they have the $10.5 million for Cotter. Yeah. And Mr. Trudeau very directly spoke up for Cotter, saying that he yeah. his charter rights made this important. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the court now has protected the ten point five million, mm-hmm. and now we have five people from CSIS. They're launching a lawsuit for thirty five million dollars. Mm-hmm. I have no real comment on that, other than it's getting a tremendous amount of attention. Where at the same time, you're still waiting for a reply from Christopher Freeland from the for so they're not it's not foreign affairs anymore because you can't say foreign Glo- global, affairs, global affairs Canada. No word, no nothing. Indeed. Indeed, not a word. And I still, you know, I mentioned last week that my MP, a Liberal MP, Pam Goldsmith-Jones, you know, uh, I talked to her around the 16th of June, and she assured me, I'll get back to you next week, and I haven't heard back from her either. Why don't you sue them? Well, you know, it's it's really turning around in my my head. Everybody else is. And, well, you know, Roy, like, I'll tell you this. And I don't think Canadians would be upset if you got paid ten five, ten point five million. Yeah, I, you know, I just, I'm a proud Canadian. My brother was an incredibly proud Canadian, and th- this may sound odd, but 
Canadians don't do this sort of thing. We're not a suing nation. We try and work things out. Mm. And up till now, that's kind of how I've been thinking. Like, there's no way I'm going to sue our government. But now, you know, I just, I look at it. and Do it. I, 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 I think that... Sorry, but I, I, would, I would advise you just do it. Because, because you know, if, if a convicted terrorist is entitled to $10.5 million, then your family... And for Mr. Trudeau's benefit, the Ridsdale family, because he couldn't say it, mm-hmm. um, they're also entitled. So yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Benice. I don't want to keep wanting to, you know, keep asking you to come on the radio. And I know it's important to you that Canadians hear what, what in fact is going on and what isn't going on and what happened and what didn't happen because you have the National Electronic Petition mm-hmm. that is before mm-hmm. Parliament. But, you know, it's, you deserve far better than you've been receiving and you've been receiving clearly nothing, nothing. That's right, Roy, and I, I just think, you know, if it's, if we're not going to be responded to through, you know, hundreds of letters now that have been sent over the last couple of years, if we're not going to be responded to through the petition, then, then okay, is this what it's going to take? We have to launch a lawsuit so that an inquiry gets done and an investigation gets done. Yeah, no inquiry, right? No inquiry. Nothing yet. No inquiry, no inquiry nothing. No word of anything. No. Bernice, you take good care. Thanks, Roy, and um, again, thanks to your listeners. Like, I really appreciate. We care about you. The people I don't even know are putting in on the on behalf of my brother and my family. So, you know, God bless everybody. Thank really you, Benice. Appreciate it. Take care. Thanks, Roy. Bye, bye, Benice Thomas. One eight hundred two six three twenty four twenty eight is my number. Eight hundred two six three twenty four twenty eight. Do you think the family of Thomas um, of Robert Hall should uh, sue the Canadian government? For lack of action and lack of protecting Mr. Hall's charter rights while he was being held and tortured and eventually was beheaded? I'm going to say that his charter rights were violated. And what are you, what are your thoughts on why the, the Trudeau government didn't and now isn't communicating with the Hall family at all? Hundreds of letters, you just heard it. Hundreds of letters, not a response, nothing. 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 Not an inquiry, nothing, because the inquiry would find out that the government did nothing. If we're silent, this will just continue. This is terrible stuff, but it's important stuff. It's important information, important news. 800-263-2428. Should the Hall family sue the Canadian government for a lack of action in protecting Mr. Hall's rights, charter rights, Mr. Ridsdale's rights as well, and, uh, and, and why do you think they are not replying? Why do you think the global affairs minister, the prime minister, doesn't reply to hundreds of letters that are sent by the families? 800-263-2428. Call me now.